Hello, and welcome to the Bold Empathy Project podcast. I'm Brian Walden-Pope, creator of the Bold Empathy Framework. You know, empathy is an interesting topic. As I talk to people about this, I find that there are different fine-tuned views of what it means and how it's applied and how we can use it in our lives. I often hear people say it takes a lot of energy or effort to be empathetic, something that makes them tired or wears them out. I want to suggest today that if that's the case, there may be a misunderstanding of what empathy is and how to apply that. It isn't about carrying other people's burdens or even internalizing their issues or needs. We can't do that for very many people before we're just uh, tapped out ourselves. And so we need to help them, guide them, sometimes help carry those burdens, but definitely not do these things in a way that wears us out. And perhaps one of the reasons that acting on empathy feels this way to us sometimes is because we view it as a silo. It's this thing that we pull out and exercise at given times. Today, I'd like to suggest a different approach that makes it more effective and fully enjoyable. The most effective leaders, friends, co-workers, and parents don't shift into empathy mode as needed. This is a place where they live. They live in a state of empathy. When we view empathy as a silo, it is ineffective. And undoubtedly, this causes us to feel like it's work. Ah, here's a situation again where someone needs to have an empathetic ear. And yeah, that's, that's not going to work. When we see it as a way of living, when we step into other people's worlds and stay there, when we operate in that way, as you've heard in other podcast episodes, that is where it becomes powerful. This is where it's not just something we pull out when someone's hurting or there's a negative situation, but this is where we live. This is how we lead other people. This is how we have conversations. This is how we sell if we're in a, a selling situation. It's how we lead in business, at home, everywhere we find ourselves. It's how we engage in our communities and make a difference there. So I want to go through a few things here today that empathy does and just touch very quickly on them and how empathy is applied there when we learn to live in a state of empathy. So one of the first ones, and you hear me talk about this quite a bit, empathy closes sales. We don't think about empathy in a business setting past empathy for coworkers and that type of thing sometimes. But if we're really going to get inside the heads and the lives of the people that we're looking at selling to, there is no better way to do that than genuine empathy and using the tools and the practices and following the principles that allow us to guide people to the best decisions for them. And often that is whatever we're selling. Other times it's not, but we always do what's best for that person and we build real relationships in that process. It drives better decision making, very powerful in bringing other people in and hearing their real views and drilling down on those and getting to the core of what's important to them and making real decisions that are positive and effective for whoever they're aimed at guiding or whatever the case may be. But again, in decision-making, if you're not focused on empathy and decision-making, step back and look at how powerful that can be. Next one that I want to mention is it develops more effective leaders just generally. As we're talking to people, 
finding out what it is they're looking for, integrating and aligning what they want into what we're doing with whatever organization, whether it's a business, a community organization, a family, whatever the case is, being able to bring those things together and align them and have them synergistically help everyone involved get what they want out of the deal, both collectively and individually. It's extremely powerful there. It helps others feel our love and concern. Another big place, and this is one of the places that we focus often on empathy, but when we do this right all the time, even in business settings and other places we find ourselves, people understand that we truly love them. We're truly concerned for them, about them, their success. Uh, This is a, a wonderful situation to find ourselves in, even when there isn't a problem. It's not just because there's an issue that we Uh, You know, it's not because a person's having a bad day that that we say they need some empathy. It's all the time. It's in the positive things as well as when there is a need for solace or concern and that type of thing. The next one I want to mention is it guides those in need to discover solutions. And I'm going to talk uh, here from the standpoint a little bit of innovation as well. When someone needs to find a solution, again, it doesn't need to be a life-altering thing. It doesn't need to be some big problem happening in their personal life or, or otherwise. It doesn't have to be anything like that. It's just a solution they're seeking. And maybe there's not a, a ready solution there. And so we involve other people and we use empathy to get in people's minds and help look through the situation and possible outcomes and solutions and come to things we would not have come up with otherwise. That's where it applies to innovation. I've used this many times with my own companies and with clients' companies to come up with innovative solutions to needs that simply won't be discovered or found in any other way. Definitely not following traditional methods. So again, great application beyond some of the kind of more warm, fuzzy things we usually think about when we talk about empathy. The last one I want to mention here, and this is a very important one, it's a hot topic right now and with good reason, is that it nurtures emotional and mental well-being. There are so many people who simply need to be heard. They need to be guided and and find the things that we have the opportunity to help them find. We can be those facilitators and those guides when we understand how to implement these things and bring real emotional and mental well-being to people, help heal wounds, help discover new paths, help people feel vibrant and alive again if they're not feeling that. It's extremely important and, again, simply staying in that mode of I'm going to help when there's pain isn't going to do it. We need to be practicing this and living in this state all the time so that very naturally those conversations happen. We don't say, hey, if you're not feeling emotionally or mentally well, come talk to me. That is not how it works. It works in a very natural conversational way when we are in that state and operating in that place all the time. And other people can see and feel that. They're attracted to us. They want to talk to us. They understand that we're going to help them discover whatever it is they need. It's just who we are. So it's always in every situation we're in. It's truly living in a state of empathy. I'm going to suggest to you that empathy is the new leadership superpower. Those people who learn how to harness and use real empathy, true empathy, for the purpose of helping other people get what they want and to become more successful 
are the most powerful business leaders, parents, teachers, counselors, community leaders, government officials. It doesn't matter where we're doing this. It is the new leadership superpower. So let me just share one way to start. There's a lot to this, but one way to start is to just really start focusing on putting people first. One of the principles we teach in the Bold Empathy Framework is people come first. And when I say that, of course, everybody just says, well, of course they do. But it's surprising when we get in here and and start looking how often we don't put other people first. We put other agenda items, other desired outcomes, goals, material objects, money, whatever it might be. We need to not worry about our own agenda, but put other people first as we're talking to them, interacting with them, as we're watching their lives and their situations and seeing places where we might be able to step in and be beneficial, even if they haven't engaged with us. If we're really putting people first in our thoughts, our actions, everything we do, we're going to see those opportunities. And again, naturally in conversation, people are going to feel that genuine concern and love, and it's going to open up all sorts of situations and positive outcomes for them, even if we're not talking about something where we traditionally think of employing empathy. I'll beat that one to death now hard enough. I hope I've made my point on that. If you'd like to go a little step further on this and discover how natural it is to consistently interact from a place of empathy, get our free training. Just go to boldempathy.com and use the code podcast and you can get our introductory training for free on me. I want you to have it. I want you to use it. I want this to be beneficial to you. I'd also like to invite you, if you've liked what you've heard today, to rate and review this podcast in your app store. I sincerely appreciate that. Now, finally, a point to ponder. As long as empathy is something we pull out and use on what we see as an as-needed basis, we will never be as effective at understanding others and being able to help them in their journeys, decision-making processes, and overcoming obstacles as we will be when we live in a state of feeling and acting on empathy in everything we do with everyone we encounter. Now, this doesn't happen overnight, but it is well worth the effort. So... What are you going to do today to take one more step toward increasing your effectiveness as a leader to those around you by living in a state of empathy? Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, discover more at boldempathy.com. And remember to follow us on your favorite social media platforms.